Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Netling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I'm very excited to have Gina Mare Vincent as my guest. And let me tell you just all about her because she has a great background. She is the creatrix of Exquisitely Aligned, a transformation expert and podcaster. She's been called the breath of fresh air in stagnant and stifled world. Since 2003, she's been stretching high-achieving women's personal boundaries. Now she shares her three-step proven strategy, the one she discovered while advocating for her husband's finest future and that of her family while he lay fighting for his life. As a New New Yorker by birth, She moves fast and does not sugarcoat things. Working one-on-one with clients, she speeds up their journey so that they do not waste any more time trying to figure it all out on their own. As a transformation expert, she believes when you express your finest self, you become exactly what you see missing in the world. So today our theme is exquisitely aligned, the finest you living life on your terms. Please join me in welcoming Gina Vincent. Hello, my dear. Thank so you. excited Thank to have you on. We Thanks for having just me. Just recently, as I was on your podcast, and we got along so well, I couldn't wait to have you on my show. Uh, podcast. So I'm so excited that you were able to book sooner than later. And um, we always start with an easy question for you. What part of the country do you currently call home? For me, I call Coto de Casa, California home, Southern Orange County, for those of you who are not familiar with California. Orange County, the home of the best swap meet in the world. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So why don't you share, I gave, you know, some of your background, but why don't you share a bit of your story for our audience? Uh, What brought you to where you are today? So, and it's always fascinating to me, Vicki, because we're almost 14 years past that time where my husband was laying, fighting for his life. But when I hear it in someone else's voice, it always like brings tears back to my eyes. But the truth is, Uh, On the heels of adopting our daughter from Guatemala, our son was at that, she was home for a little bit. Our son was in kindergarten. Our daughter was turning two 
when my husband was really fighting for his life and kidney failure that then became kidney and liver failure. And I was, while he was laying in bed, really fighting for his life, I was fighting the conformity of our local at the time, North Carolina transplant hospital. And it, it was just so fascinating to me how broken that system was in that particular, in my opinion, in that particular hospital, because everybody saw their job, his organ as their own. And it was not like one human. It was, uh, his kidney is doing this, his lip, you know, and it was, it was, it was just so, you know, different than how I see someone, mm -hmm. uh, their whole life ahead of them. And we were 10 years into our marriage at this point. And, you know, on that day, on our wedding day, I took a vow and I really like took it seriously. I still do. I mean, there were days I could kill him, right? Because we just <laughs> think differently. But at this point I was like, no, we have to save his life. And so, um, the thing about it for me was, in essence, during that time, I saw the possibilities of his finest future. I saw him watching our daughter get on the kindergarten bus and our son, you know, getting off the bus to go on to middle school. And, and in my head, I like even saw flashes of like high school graduation, college, if they had kids, like weddings, you know, like my... I had just so many like flashes and excitement for him. But as I saw him on the bed each and every day, I could see the light in his eyes like dissipating mm -hmm. and the, the flame in his heart really going out. And it was uh, shocking to me. And so what I found was I was completely, I was supported by many people, lots of prayers, lots of family members stepping in my family who was local, but um, I just felt alone as mm. I was fighting this conformity. And I also felt out of my depth because these were all men in white. I call them men in white, they were doctors. Yeah. And here comes Gina, this raging lunatic, this fiery <laughs> New Yorker with her Italian hands screaming, you know, and here I am in North Carolina where you shouldn't be acting like that because you know, <laughs> but anyway, I, I just, found that I needed to help other women. I work with a few brilliant men, wink, wink, but so they never feel alone and they never feel out of their depth. Bottom line is I see the possibilities for everyone I meet and they're usually different than what the person in front of me sees for them, because I think we sometimes can feel limited. Right. And so, uh, uh, now hindsight, you know, 14 years later, I see that going through that was a blessing. And I should finally say to you, my husband is alive and kicking. Yeah. Um, and we are very fortunate. He received a kidney and a liver from a woman my age and my blood type, who like I was also an organ donor at the time. So um, yeah. That's such a great story. And we'll continue to pray that he will see that daughter walk down the aisle and have yes. babies. And... Thank you. So why do we find ourselves, though, seeking approval instead mm -hmm. of just being our authentic selves? So that that's something that fascinates me. I think always, even from a young age, I, I love people. Mm 
Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I always enjoyed reading books and stuff, but for me, it's really connecting with humans, just the way I connected with you the first time I met you. I was like, oh man, this is great. <laughs> like, it's a shame. It's a shame I don't live in Charlotte because I could just be a few hours driving and you, you would get a knock on your door like, oh my gosh, she really did get in the car. But um, I find that we live in a world that begs us to conform. It, 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 from a young age, uh, whether it be a school uniform, whether it be to walk like, talk like, be like our friends or whatever, I think we're asked to play roles and follow the rules. And I'm not talking about the stoplight uh, the stoplight and the stop signs. I mean, the, we need certain rules, right? But I'm talking about, um, well, Gina, you're a woman of 54. At your age, you shouldn't wear red lipstick and false lashes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and, and people do think that. Some people say that to me, but it's like, well, I like to have fun. But I find that we're so often tried to put in boxes, just like when my husband was sick, they were trying to put them into these boxes of, oh, this is wrong. Well, let's look at the total picture. There's multiple organs that are having problems and he's going downhill quickly. Can we get someone to come and look, step back instead of be so much in the trenches? Mm -hmm. I call it the, uh, because of my fashion industry background, but I like to say it's the one size fits all paradigm or life or lifestyle where we are asked to be something we may not, like the perfect, right? We're both moms. Yeah. What should a mother look like? You know, well, the way I mother my children is very different. I'm not the one making the nice notes in the lunchbox. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, you figure out how to make your lunch. I'm going to teach you life skills. Yes. <laughs> and you know, not that making the nice lunch with the note is not needed. It definitely is. But I had to pick and choose, especially while my husband was ill, which things I could do in the mm. amount of time and energy that I had um, around me. But I, I do feel like if we fall into that energy of maybe the collective or uh, society, let's say, of a woman of a certain age or a man should never... I don't know, cry in public or be so sensitive or whatever the um, belief. Stereotypical. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you know, when you, a couple things. So whenever you were talking about the, the red lipstick and everything, it took me way back to my childhood when mm -hmm. we used to have family reunions at my grandma's house. And mm -hmm. there were 200 people and some were from that far off area of California. <laughs> but I had a great aunt from mm -hmm. Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so first of all, I love saying where she was from. <laughs> but second, she was probably in at that time in her 70s, mm -hmm. dyed her hair still black and wore red lipstick and red fingernail polish <laughs> and always the older relatives always talked about aunt vi aunt vi and i thought aunt vi was the coolest dang thing <laughs> going because she was not she was who she was and she right. was cool with it and she did not give a hoot about what right. anybody else thought yes. and i thought and at that time i was always like worried about everything <laughs> you know I, my nickname at that time I was tall I grew fast and yeah. so I was tall and flat and my brothers and 
sisters called me Vic the stick. And so I didn't have that self-confidence that now I promote so much. And I thought if I could just be like Aunt Vi and not give a hell beans of, or, you know, what people think that would be a great way to be. And so now, you know, me, I wear red lipstick, I dye my hair and um, I don't care, (laughs) but it gives us freedom, right? It's, yeah. it's very, um, you know, we now know why she was the way she was, or it still is. I don't want to speak. No, she's her. Past, okay. Yes. But, you know, yeah, I think the more of us who own who we are, and I'm not asking everybody to wear red lips because then we, you and I would have a hard time finding yes. it, right? That's it, exactly it right. Out. But like to find what, what makes you happy when you pass a mirror or when you, you know, for me, it's like uh, someone's, my husband said, or, okay, I know you bought those false eyelashes for your sister's wedding. I don't know how many years ago. <laughs> are, are you going to wear them every day? You know? And I was like, well, at first I just wanted to make sure I could glue them on properly. <laughs> yeah, I, I decided that, um, you know, I feel like I'm more awake when I wear them, when I pass yeah. the mirror, my eyes are more open. But I said, you know, how they say wear clean underwear in case you (laughs) get picked up by an ambulance or in an accident, you know? Yes. Well, I said, I'll wear my clean underwear and make sure my lashes are on. (laughs) Cool. Okay. So let's move on to what I have next. Again, this is how our interviews go. (laughs) Just so you know, those that are listening and uh, Gina and I will do more of these, (laughs) but so why do, or, or how has your past, and this really kind of is a great synergy to what we were just yeah. saying, or se- segue, is how has your past really influenced your present and mm-hmm. potentially your future? Yeah, so the story about Mark, my husband, lying ill and all of the things that I noticed in a very short period of time, which is life is really short. It is really sweet. And we need to wake up with a smile on our face, just to be grateful that we're, we're opening our eyes and having another experience, you know, another day. So for me, fast forward, for me, it's that experience made me realize and actualize and really form my, I want to say it's my legacy, because I like to think big, Vicky, so, you know, it goes, but you know, that's where exquisitely aligned is really my passion. It's, mm. it's like my third child. Well, maybe my husband's my third. So my yeah, fourth, that's usually know? true, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it really, it, you know, at the time it was probably the hardest thing I've ever been through. And, um, you know, you sit and you wonder why us, why now on the heels of bringing home a child from another country, Uh, but I see now, like my daughter's 17, my son's turning 21 next week. And Mm -hmm. they're just, I think better people for it. They understand that, yes, there are going to be times that are uncomfortable, um, unknown, Mm -hmm. like what the future holds. Um, but yeah, I would say it's very much shaped my present and probably my, I hope it continues to shape my future. Yeah, So I'd like for you to just talk to me about facing those challenging Mm. situations and, and coming out ahead. And Mm. and you had that background of fashion and and I know um, 
the fashion industry cannot always be sweet to you. No. So how did that give you the strength to really persevere so much so? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd like to say my life has been full of twists and turns. My fam- my, you know, nuclear family growing up, they always like, oh God, if it happens to anybody, it's always Gina. I don't understand, <laughs> you know? And it, at first it used to make me feel bad. Like, what is wrong with me that they're saying that? But now I realize it's really made me who I am, shaped who I am, how I see life, what I feel like I'm called to do. And I think there, for me so far, I found two invitations in life. I'm guessing there are more, but the two that I can think of are intimidating and intriguing where you feel 50-50 about something. Somebody presents, hey, Vicky, I have this idea. You want to, whatever the deal is. And then frightening and enlightening, which I would call, you know, my husband becoming so deathly ill with me having two little kids in the house. And mm-hmm. I think we have the opportunity to become enlightened by those, I want to say hardships, those challenges, those uh moments when we feel like the rug is pulled from mm-hmm. underneath us when we, mm-hmm. maybe we lose a job uh right now we have a car in the shop ironically that was our lunch conversation was um the the damp the um the part that's broken in the car might be worth as much as the car is now because <laughs> it's 10 years old i have been there right and so you're sitting there going okay, this was not in our plans. We were not looking to buy a car anytime soon because we don't drive very far to the beach and back, you know? Mm -hmm. But it was like, you know, those moments where we might lose a job or a spouse comes to us and says, I'm unhappy or worse, they come and say, I'm filing for a divorce. Mm -hmm. This is my decision. But I feel like it's up to us to really stay grounded in who we are. Like we were talking about the red mm-hmm. lipstick, right? Right. And, and that freedom that we have to know that if I stay grounded, no matter what's blowing on around us, whatever yeah. chaos will come out the other side. I like to think enlightened. Yeah, for, for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's that daily gratitude. Yeah. And um, we'll talk a little bit about your cards okay (laughs) but um you know it it really does I think so many people get so overwhelmed and Mm -hmm. and tied up in in life's everyday happenings that they forget yeah that the you know we do always say at breathe before you go out and speak or breathe you know before you make a decision but I think people tend to just go 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 and I, I I think um, with COVID, it it showed us that we had really, there were a lot of benefits for having nothing to do that (laughs) being trapped in our homes actually in some ways were good for us to realize how um, taking a moment to think about things and Mm -hmm. appreciate things, especially as we saw so many of the people we loved ill or gone. And uh, I always say when we're having a bad day, just walk through the ICU and just peer into the rooms of who's, you know, who's there, their loved ones or not. And, you know, you just within seconds, you have a whole new perspective of like, 
oh yeah, the car, even if it is gonna be uh, like we have no car, um, we're down the car, it's not like we're, it's fortunate, right? Yeah. You know, like it, it puts things into perspective, I guess, is what I want to say. Yeah, and you have Uber and you have- Right, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what I told my husband. I said, you know, I have a I have a friend who yeah, they have a good. car and then if there's an issue where they needed to, they use Uber, yeah. yeah that's exactly right. Yeah. much cheaper than a rental okay yes. so you have a blog and mm -hmm. you talk about soul aligned decisions mm -hmm. share more about how we can do this um easily and yeah. quickly so for me i like i like the number three oftentimes and i would say the first is which we've tapped upon or, or talked about already is seek approval from yourself. <laughs> I think so often, even like I'm going to date myself right now, but when I was a kid, we would go to the library or open the encyclopedia. Oh, the yes. Right nowadays, it's pick up your phone and Google it. Good. Somebody at the table doesn't know. And we have the answer right away. Um, or we have a map and where is that yeah. city? Okay, there is a map. But um, I think so often we are taught to look outside of ourselves when really the answers are within us. Mm. We can't forget them like luggage. They can't be lost, you know, dropped in the wrong destination. The, oh, that mm. your luggage ended up in a different city and you're here, mm. you know, at the beach with a, no bathing suit or towel. But um, it's so nice when we find that place that we know that the approval needs to come from within. Um, and... And we know that it's always with us, no matter where we go. Um, and when we go outside, I call that crowdsourcing our confidence. Because if I ask you your opinion, then I go ask my husband, my 20-year-old son, my 17-year-old daughter, my neighbor. Everybody has different experiences. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my husband's been with me for nearly 24 years now, but he still doesn't know what happened to me the first 30 years of my life. Right. Mm, right. And he may not know what I'm thinking about for my future. So even though he's that intimately in my life, it's still different. It, and I'm not saying don't ask other people's opinions, but understand that each time you do that, it's like watering down your own opinion. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing is, I like to say, put your desires first. And I'm laughing as I say it, because I think as women, Sometimes that's hard for us. Yeah. We think of everyone else, yeah. even the neighbor's dog before mm -hmm. ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think if we can start with, you know, what do I truly desire? What do mm -hmm. I value? What is it I want more of in my life? What is it I want less of in my life? Yeah. Um, I'll give you a quick couple of sentences. I was at a, a, a women's networking meeting the other day. And I'm sitting next to somebody I never met before. And we were going around networking over lunch. And she's she's like, you know, the question was, what do you want more of in your life and business? And she said, new friends. And then she was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, my friends are nice, but I want, you know, more. Like, oh, be trans, like, be transparent. Like, if they're yeah. not lifting you up and you feeling drained yeah. yeah let's talk about this and we had a great conversation mm -hmm. and I often uh, repeat something Darren Hardy said a, a year ago on one of his podcasts is that you know if the 
if the people at your table are not bringing you brightness, mm. change the people at your table, yes. move to a different table. Yes. And I think that's, you know, even it's everyone, our family, our friends, yes. there are certain people that get between our ears that destroy all of the, the mindset that will bring us greatness and positivity. Right. And, and even though you love them, sometimes you have to limit how much time you spend with them. Correct. And, and, and it's, I love that when you said they get between your ears, yeah. because that whole, you know, when they, when they do get there, it's hard to get them, in my opinion, hard to get them out, mm. even with my short hair. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's like you, you hear that voice or you sense yeah. that energy. So I love that visual that you just gave me. I'm writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> so the last one before rapid fire is what do you wish you knew when you were 30? Mm. That's brilliant because, well, I'll say quickly, at 28, I was engaged to the wrong guy and had to call off that wedding. Oh, then, you did that. Yeah, yes. And uh, uh, at the end of my 29th year, I met my husband. And during my 30th year, I married him. So I married the right guy. But for me, I wish, I, you know, hindsight's always 2020, 20, right? But I wish that some... I could have told myself or someone could have told me you're going to be through like some wild rides, many <laughs> twists and turns. And don't you worry, you'll yeah. never fall out of that roller coaster car. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, at the end, you'll be living, you know, your calling, your purpose, you'll and you'll be grateful for all the things. Um, I think that's what I would probably would have. But it would have been shocking to hear that, too, I guess. Oh, you know? sure. Yeah. When we, when we're 20 and 30, we think we're bulletproof. Um, and as I said, I, I, I truly believe that what we did in the past really helps to give us strength to do what we need to do in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. For rapid fire. So what is your greatest accomplishment? I would say uh, giving birth to my son without medicine and uh, not needing drugs when we adopted our daughter. That was, <laughs> that was a very long, wild ride, especially because it was international. That one's yeah. easy. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> and I have to say, uh, both mine, no drugs. And um, I know uh, good friends that went through what you did to adopt and yes definitely it, it, drugs or alcohol I don't know that's right. well, that's tedious a time I'm, it's a very tough tough time. Yes. but worth it in the end to get the no, gift it was it de definitely worth it but yes it was a, a wild ride to say the least yeah. <laughs> and who inspires you and why you know for me Oftentimes it's not a who, it's what inspires me. If I could change it a little bit mm -hmm. for me, it's being outside, being in the warmth of the sun, seeing the flowers and, and the, I'm looking out the window, but seeing uh, the beautiful things in nature, like just, you know, I try to eat my lunch outside when the weather is lovely, which I'm hoping in a few weeks, I could tell you, Vicki, oh, I have your warm weather. Yes, I, I like to take breakfast, do my meditation, my, my morning practice outside. So for me, it's more connecting with the ocean and things like that, that, that makes my intuition 
I want to say stronger that then I become inspired from within. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? You, you t- I mean, it is amazing how much you and I are aligned. I think <laughs> we, you know, we have the same mother. <laughs> All right. So for the blonde hair though, you know, uh, yes. Where were the yin and the yang? I don't know the, the, but it's all working. All right. So I loved your quote by Eleanor Roosevelt, who I think had many good quotes, but the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. Mm-hmm. So why is this so important to you? So I actually um, stenciled that in the uh, foyer of our first home, Mark and I, because I really believe when we can connect with those dreams and desires, those inner feelings that only we know, Mm -hmm. like everything else just unfolds so naturally and beautifully in better timing we could ever imagine and might even look, I want to say more vivid or vibrant or grander. than what we ever dreamt, you know? And mm. that that simple sentence for me uh, just speaks volumes because I, I've met some people who they have these big dreams, but they don't connect, connect I wanna say with them. They don't believe in them. Yeah. And dreams are beautiful things. They mm. are things we should always, like I like to talk about them with other people. Like, where are you now? What do you dream about? How can I help you get there? Oh, I read an article here, or you should Mm -hmm. be on her podcast. You two connect, or, you know, I need to introduce you to this man I met on the the elevator. Yeah. All these things. Cause I think the more people that are having their eyes open to help you achieve Mm -hmm. those beautiful dreams, like the faster they come to fruition. I agree. I think the the saddest thing growing up in the 60s and 70s was that, you know, daydreamers and it was always belittled. And yet, whenever you got to work, they wanted you to be innovative and creative and brainstorm. And and it's like, well, you sucked all that out of me. (laughs) You know, it's so true. I, um, I don't know if the blog is live yet, but I did a podcast, an entire episode on the healthy benefits of daydreaming because I was teaching that years ago in a yoga class mm. uh, as a, the instructor. And I had a woman you know, start telling the class that when she was a child, she got punished for daydreaming by her mm. mom. Then she finished the sentence to tell us her mom is now suffering with Alzheimer's. Mm. And I didn't get to say yet, but I said to her, well, you're going to like this information. Mm. Studies have proven that the more we daydream, the less likely we are to suffer with dementia Uh. Alzheimer's. So I said to her, you're not too, it's never too late (laughs) to you know, give your, I love hot tea, a glass of water, even if it's a glass of wine in the yard or whatever, by the fireplace, Yeah. you know, just to, or in, I know lots of people who love a bubble bath, you know, or salt, uh, what do you call it? Mineral salt. Yeah. But right. Just giving us those, those min a minute, five minutes, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. They're powerful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so it is time now for me to share my screen. It's been so wonderful sharing time with Gina, but it's time for you guys to see how you can connect with her and uh, her awesomeness. So here we go. For you that are just listening in, it is https colon forward slash forward slash 
exquisitelyaligned.com. Again, E X Q U I S I T E L Y A L I G N E D.com. You can find her on Facebook in a couple of places, Exquisitely Aligned or Gina Vincent Nine. And then on LinkedIn, Exquisitely Aligned. And also, um, she has a Gina Mayer Vincent, so a personal LinkedIn. And then Instagram is exquisitely aligned. You can find her on Apple Podcast, exquisitely aligned. If you search that, you'll find it. And then YouTube, same thing, exquisitely aligned. I'll let her talk to you a little bit about what you can find when you go to her, her exquisitelyaligned.com website. Thank you, Vicki. So on my website, I'd love for you to play around. You can look at podcasts. There are articles I have written in public that have been published. Uh, under the For You tab, there are some meditations from my uh, passion for meditation and, and all things yoga, as well as a free ebook. And um, uh, the other thing I'd Oh, the podcast is on there as well, but I'd love to offer you, if you're interested, Purpose, Possibilities, and Prosecco. It's a two-hour transformation, and you can reach me at any of the uh, links that Vicki has already told you about to hear more about that. So thank you very much, Vicki. I appreciate it. Well, you can't really um, shy away from Prosecco, too. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Another reason I do for my anti-aging business, uh, whenever I bring people in to try all the samples of my stuff, we have wine and wrinkles <laughs> and Prosecco is one of those wines. <laughs> yes, I love that. Oh my gosh, that is so fun. See, yes. we do need to be around. The I know, for the sure. Now, so I, <laughs> I just have to fly to, fly to see my friends in California. Yeah. All right. So for those of you that have been watching, uh, just as a reminder, again, to go to exquisitelyaligned.com to find out more about Gina and take advantage of those gifts that she's just mentioned. And as always, I remind you that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. <laughs>